1: for our own recovery, as well as our clients. We
0: tend to cover obsessions, compulsions, and exposures. There's also a Q&A at the end. If you would like, you can join us in the future. We meet on Mondays at 1230 Pacific time on Instagram live.
1: And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD.
0: Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy. Or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only.
1: So without further ado, here is this week's episode. So did so, you have a good Christmas? I did have a good Christmas, thank you. And and did you have a nice Christmas? I did. Good. Good. I'm um well I already knew this because we've talked about it. I don't know.
0: I was just gonna say I was like, just well, for everyone else really, to know. Yeah, we all we all had good Christmas. Um, what are we going to talk about? Uh, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that, um, because we wanted to actually address up front some of the challenges involved with talking about this particular topic. Um, do you, do you want to sort of take the lead on this? Cause I know you had some things that you had mentioned you wanted to say.
1: Yeah. So we're going to be talking about POCD, otherwise known as pedophilia OCD, um, or pedophilia-themed OCD. So mm-hmm. we've had to kind of research, or I did, because Lauren's not too concerned, I think, but <laughs> we want to be um mindful of the language we use around um POCD, given the fact that Instagram and rightfully so, other social media platforms are gonna be more strict in terms of this type of content and oftentimes can even like ban um or censor it in some way. So it goes to a bigger point, which is why, and Lauren and I talked about this ahead of time, is why this content in particular might be filled with more shame and also with this huge delay of people actually getting treatment for fear of being judged or getting in trouble. Um yeah. Yeah. So it's no. unfortunate.
0: There is so much shame around this. And certainly when, when people come into my office, I'm sure this is the same with you. Um, They're, they're scared to talk about it, even in the context of knowing that it it, it, OCD is a thing, because most people have the obsession and the fear that it's as with many different subtypes of OCD, most subtypes of OCD, that perhaps it's not OCD. And so we do delineate between ego versus egodystonic thoughts, and I think that this is a nice opportunity to to draw that in um, within the realm of o c d most of the thoughts that we deal with are egodystonic i I think that there are some exceptions to that um, for That's instance, great. like if you have harm o c d or like we were talking about postpartum last week and you can actually be angry with your child that doesn't have to be egodystonic you can you can be and you might be frustrated or not like that you're angry at your child but you're probably still angry at your child um right. and that can sort of generate these uh, these thoughts of you know wanting to sort of shake the baby or whatever and and that you may not have not may not have intention of acting on those and that's where the ego dystonic piece comes in but there's also an ego syntonic part so it can get a little tricky but let me extra- explain these words because i know most of many of you uh, here have have probably already Read right up on this, but the idea is that uh, there are thoughts, some thoughts that are not in keeping with our values and what we really want, and and some thoughts that are in keeping with our values and what we really want. We would call the second category ego the initial category, the the ones that we don't that aren't in keeping with our values, ego dystonic. And so when we talk about POCD, what we're talking about is ego dystonic thoughts about, um, about children and they're really upsetting. And, and as Kelly mentioned, rightfully so, right? Like this is an upsetting topic. It's, it's very uncomfortable. And yet there are so many people who are struggling with these types of intrusive thoughts and are afraid to get help because they're afraid that they're going to get told that there's something deeply wrong with them or, you know, all of these things. So,
1: Right. Well said, friend.
0: You well said know to that. you. you know um,
1: it. So Lauren and I are here to punch stigma in the face. Punch it right in the freaking face. direct hit. Yeah. And thank you all for being brave souls and being here. This is probably, I think we got to 31 or 32 people in the chat. And I think that's the highest we've ever had at one sitting, which yeah. is either because it's vacation time or because a shit ton of people deal with this form of OCD in silence. And that's not okay. So thank you for being brave and being here. And we're here to support you. You're not alone. And you're you're on the right track.
0: Yeah. And I will say just as a starting point to this as well, I think this is one of those subtypes of OCD where most, most people have intrusive thoughts about this OCD or now. Right. Um, This has never been a theme that, I'm sorry, I'm going to turn on this light while I talk. Um, uh, It's never been a theme that I particularly struggle with in in my history, but that's not to say I haven't had intrusive thoughts about it. And I think that anyone who's ever changed a diaper, anyone who has ever given a bath to a child has had thoughts about
1: this. Or helping somebody wipe when they're, you know, because kids potty train and things like that. Yep. So... These are
0: very, very common thoughts to have.
1: Very common. Yeah. Um, And you're not a monster because I know a lot of people are like, I'm a monster. That's something that always comes up. It's like such a, the adjective used is like, you're not, we all have these thoughts. Your brain, it really is attached to it because it knows how much (laughs) you dislike them. Yeah. So it's really uh, got its claws into you because of that. For sure, um,
0: and I think that the the aim of exposures, one thing that I often am asked is with habituation, which isn't necessarily the aim anyway. It's sort of a side effect, but true. with with the habituation piece, we're not looking to habituate you to this content. I don't think that's possible. This is horrendous. it's It's more that we're we're le- looking to support you in in getting used to having these thoughts. I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So, now that we have squared away the basics, is it in a box? Oh, damn it! I don't know where my oh my oh, box. I have a new box because it
0: has batteries. Good job. So you have a legit box. I still just have my AirPods.
1: <clears throat> I don't know where my AirPods are because my brain. So yeah, because that's hard. I
0: Oh, also two things. One, this is not a replacement for therapy. This is meant for educational purposes only. And secondly, if you have any questions, you just throw them into that little question mark box to the right of the comment because uh, it is hard to go back through and, and sort through the comments.
1: Yes. And at the end, we'll, we will get to questions if there's time. True. Good point. Someone asked us if we have OCD. Yeah, all day, all day, every day (laughs) (laughs)
0: on the red. Because is it
1: showing? (laughs) Yeah. Why am I? Is um, it obvious?
0: I'm trying to fix this light situation because I feel like there.
1: Okay, I'm done. Done setting. Okay, that's fine. I had to use artificial light today because it's so dark. It's been raining all night, and yeah, it is dark outside. Yeah. Yep. So. So
0: yeah, so we have OCD. Oh, I should let you speak for yourself, but you've already added yourself in yeah. here. So I'm just going no, <laughs> to sing. You to probably world.
1: know more about my OCD than <laughs> I know about my OCD.
0: <laughs> and vice versa. Cause that's what,
1: that's what OCD oh, friends yeah. are all about, man. Yes. My OCD sponsor. Exactly. Um, okay. So, so common obsessions, let's jump in. Let's Dive right in. Yep. Yeah. Punch so, it in the face.
0: Punch it right in the face. I think the the common central obsession in this theme around all, which all the other obsessions dance is what if I'm sexually attracted to children? And what what if I want to do something that is that, horrifying? Right. Like what if I what if I really want that? Is is the the sort of central fear? And, right.
1: and also that inadvertent, like what if I do it unintentionally or I'm somehow the responsible party for doing it?
0: Right. Yep. And to that end, and I think it may have come up when we talked about, um, did we talk about this with like blacking out? At some point, I'm sure we did. But sure. the fear uh, that comes up a lot in, in my experience working with this is that somehow you're going to do something while you're asleep. So, like
1: sleepwalking.
0: Or, or that you're going to do something in a blackout or that you're, yeah, that kind of thing.
1: Right. Like a lot of times parents will, or, you know, siblings or cousins or grandmas or whoever has this form of OCD, if there's children around, if some, I've seen it happen a few times, um, that they will, you know, not let the child sleep in the same bed as them, or they will put a pillow I've certainly put pillows between my daughter and I, but related to another version of harm. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see, something like that to that effect.
0: Yeah, I, I do think that that's the general gist of all of them, isn't it? Within this theme?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That I like that, that I want that, Right. that I'm going to do that.
1: Yeah. I just thought it would be helpful maybe to throw out a specific for people.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I don't
1: know. There's There's so many though. It's hard to.
0: For sure. No, I think that that's great. I think you're, and you're absolutely right to point out the, how the variants, sorry, I, I realized that you did point out a variant and I was just sort of like, Oh yeah, we're talking about the central point.
1: I I don't know what we're doing. I don't know. What's my name again? I'm still, I'm still on Christmas. So
0: yeah, for sure. For real. Okay. So so yeah, so the, there's sort of the the blackout in the sleep. Oops, exact, accidental. There's also um Yeah, I I'm, I'm trying to think of other specific examples. Well, I mean, I guess that was a compulsion, so
1: we can go into compulsions.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. So you're right. The the pillow is a compulsion to make sure that you're you're not doing anything. And to actually sort of following up on that particular fear within POCD, I've worked with people who uh, will put things on top of their devices, like phones and
1: -hmm. computers,
0: to make sure that they don't accidentally access inappropriate content in their
1: sleep. Oh, in their sleep. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 I've the, seen before, a, a lot of the camera stuff, though. Sit, like, um, um, like recording a camera when they're, um, like a baby cam for when they're changing diapers. I was just adding a Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah, but I have
1: seen like the locks and password securities on content. In, yeah. is that what you mean? Like web browsers. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm just. Uh, I was thinking of one particular case where it was like I'm gonna stack things on top to make sure that I don't like in my sleep start looking up inappropriate content But right. I can see where that could like a variant on that could be putting protections on or or checking, going back and checking the next day or later in the day um, to see whether or not you've looked up anything that's inappropriate.
1: Yeah checking web browsers. Um, I've had clients like go back actually speaking about the internet compulsion stuff is where they'll actually go back and create almost like this false web browser history Mm. so that if the FBI or whoever is watching and monitoring them, they're leading them down this other path and steering Mm. them away from potential things like, that had like a child on it, just just a child right like it's so it can be so overly exaggerated um, yeah yeah, so.
0: the fear there is a sense of paranoia that often comes with this type of o c d not that that's particular to, to this type of o c d but right but it concern- makes sense right. Right, of course, it does. The and I, I've actually had people who are afraid to do certain exposures. Right, so you know, looking up articles about people who are who are pedophiles, for instance, mm-hmm. will often have not to jump ahead, but you know, mm-hmm. to read about about people who are convicted of that because people get afraid that they're like that or that they're somehow similar to that person. Um, that they're afraid to look that up because of the sort of the trail that it leaves behind and and what that might look like. Right.
1: I've had clients keep their hands in their pockets Mm. for fear of what if I, you know, accidentally swipe by somebody and grab somebody by accident. I Mm. I do see a lot of like, you know, um, butt grabbing type of behavior, like fears. Like, what if I accidentally touch their butt? And that can be, unrelated to POCD. It can be HOCD. It can be harm OCD, like however you want to, whatever the concentric circles you want to put them in. (laughs) Right. um, It's OCD. And that
0: the sort of intrusive urge, the idea of, I always think of that as I'm worried that I'm going to to act on a thought about an urge, kind of, if that makes sense. But that's sort of, as you're driving, like, totally unrelated as you're driving along. I think you posted about this recently. You're driving along on the freeway, and then you're on an overpass. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh my gosh, I could just yank the wheel at any point. And that's really scary. And so to that that concern of like, oh, was that an urge? Am I going to do it? What if I do it? I can feel energy in my hands right now. Does that mean that I I'm wanting to do this? All of those things can sort of translate into this, this form of OCD. Now I'm, I think I've gone back to an obsession somehow with the urge,
1: right? Well, Yeah. yeah, with the urge and, you know, it's sometimes there is the urge thing isn't there. It's just I've had a client where they only bought things with pockets because they wanted just to preemptively keep their hands in pockets at all times.
0: Yep. Yep. And then I also think in, in terms of this, it, this sort of overt, or, or, well, I mean, it's kind of an avoidant compulsion, isn't it? And I think that that happens a yeah. lot in this realm, right? Avoiding schools, avoiding friends, parks. children, parks, um, Dance yeah, class. avoiding, your own children if you have children can can be part of that so
1: work some work. people i've treated work with kids um yeah. or their nannies right so yeah none of this is like really should be shocking to anybody watching um
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> this, is, this is probably something that a lot of people here are all too familiar with so and the that's least the least shocking is- of 2020 this <laughs> conversation <laughs> And there have been plenty of shocks. Um, oh man! So what was I going to say though? In in terms of other compulsions that, that people do, I think checking is a big one. And, and uh, you know we're going to sort of talk speak mindfully about all of this again because of the of the fact that you know we're on social media and and this this topic uh, is one that understandably well not this topic not POCD, but the topic that it's a branch off of is one that, that understandably gets a lot of attention and, and wants to be monitored. But um, I digress. So in terms of checking how you're feeling, right, physically. And we've talked about that in the in terms of other OCD as well.
1: Right. Well, I think we can probably talk about just the groinal response, right? Like the, Right. that's a common um, compulsion, like checking and then association with it. Right. So, yep. Yep. um, that's a compulsion. Well, and uh, it's tough too. Because, well, and it's obsession too. I mean, I don't, it's well, a yeah, hard then, one.
0: Well, cause you have an experience. It's almost like it can be a trigger to, oh my gosh, did I like that? Which is right. the obsession. Um, but the problem is too, is that if you check something, it's almost, okay. So, I want everyone to do an experiment with me real quick for funsies. Okay. Will you do it with me?
1: Yeah. I'm just, um, I'm just saying that people asked if this is going to be posted later and it will. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, let's do very good. You, you typed it.
0: Good job, dude. Um...
1: It didn't go too well though, because I thought got... <laughs> it interrupted your experiential. Okay. let's. No, do it
0: that's okay. So I want everyone to really put all of their attention on their right, big toe for, and I'm going to count it. I'm going to count it in my head. Cause my phone is being used. I can't use a timer, but I'm going to count for 30 seconds. We're just going to put all of our attention on our right big
1: toe. Just notice how, what, what the experience is like. Okay. Right. Notice how it feels the temperature yeah. that you can mm. kind of move it around Separate yeah. from maybe the other toes. Yeah. If you're talented. Yeah. if You're really talented.
0: Okay. I'm counting kind of I'm not doing a very good job at this experiential. Well, you're multitasking, which is
1: no tasking.
0: That's true. I (laughs) I need to be more one-minded, right? Isn't that DBT?
1: Yes, but that's hard. Yeah. So
0: look, bottom line is that if you engaged in the the experiment, what you likely found was that you started to feel weird sensations in your toe that you had never noticed before right? Like all of a sudden it's like, well, my toe is tingling and it's like warm and it's twitching. And what does that mean? Right. I mean, right. 20 seconds ago, you didn't even
1: realize you had a big toe folks.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing is that focus on a body part or on anything really like elicits a heightened experience with that body part. And I think that that does happen a lot with groinals. right? Is that you end up
1: exacerbating it right yeah exactly and associating meaning with it right instead of just saying well your pants is pants are rubbing wrong or you're just having a groin response yeah because it just happens because we got groins all of we us We got groins and they're working <laughs> i know sometimes a lot of people suffering with this are like uh can you make them not work yeah no no we're not gonna do that no no. Nope. Um Okay, other compulsions would be reassurance seeking.
0: Mhm. Although I tend to see this less in this subtype. I mean, sometimes people with POCD will have like a couple of trusted people that right. they <clears throat> go to, but oftentimes they're so secretive about it that
1: they're too scared to ask for reassurance. Exactly. Exactly. You see that too. Absolutely i I see it when once it's gotten to the point where you it's as the sneaky sneakier version of reassurance so mm-hmm. I've seen a few really sneaky ones that are pretty good, mm-hmm. but I don't want to show my hand here and have people take it on, but the mind is very creative and it will say it without asking about the content in such a way that person who's giving the reassurance has no idea it's even going on. It could be a perfect stranger giving it to you as well. So,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even things I, I want to throw out that even things that are used in, you know, in our lives or in Instagram posts that, that they can be used at, for compulsive reassurance. For instance, earlier on, I mentioned that, uh, like egosyntonic versus dystonic and they you oh, continually, so
1: yeah revisit that
0: we're talking right. we're looking
1: at compulsivity right right um, right or if you're telling yourself well this isn't this is ego dystonic this isn't who I really am well guess what if we say that enough your compulsion. brain's yeah well it's a <laughs> compulsion and eventually it's just gonna trigger you more later on right right
0: And the other thing, what else were we talking about that I feel like could have, oh, just the fact that it's normal that a lot of other people have um, these types of intrusive thoughts. Again, that could sort of fall into that category of, like, if you were trying to elicit, like, well, have you, you've had weird thoughts, right? Like, right, right, right. Everybody has weird thoughts, right? (laughs) And that you're just sort of trying to, like, get some covert reassurance in. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. True. Um, anything else? I
0: don't know. Anything else that you can, did we talk about all the different subtypes of potential subtypes of compulsion?
1: I think so. Yeah. I would just say too, with this one, um, I was going to say something and I lost it. It's gone. Cause, because it's almost 2021, I guess. I don't know. It's gone. I don't know. I get more senile by the day, man. It's a problem. It's a real problem. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, so should we jump into Oh I thought we were on compulsions. No, oh I meant I meant exposures. Oh, no. See?
0: It happened. It happened to me too. And it's okay. We're in I this just wanna, together, I, buddy. I happened to see this, buddy. I'm so glad we're in this together. Um we all know we, when we are being sneaky about seeking reassurance, mm-hmm. it feels naughty. No, totally. It's like, yes. oh am I gonna get away with this. The funny thing is you're not getting away That's with true. anything when you sneaky do exposure or compulsions. Wow, I can't speak today. Um because it's no. it's just making Speaking it worse. Speaking is overrated, dude. It's so overrated. It's like not like we need it for communicating or anything. No.
1: It's fine. Non-verbals
0: are fine. Fine. Oh, my gosh. As Kevin Foss would say. Shout out to Kay Foss. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Wait, what was I saying? Exposures. I don't exposures? know.
1: <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. Um, common so Exposures. I, I often start with words, right words for sure, even letters. I've had to do just letters at first yeah. because it's so triggering, yeah, um but that's one step in the helpful direction for them, so to speak yeah. kind, also just a reminder of people going through um exposures for the first time or again or with new content is that you're just you're gonna be at a different level than everyone else, and that's okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that transcends
0: subtypes, I think, which was is, is your point.
1: Which, yeah. 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 Same. Okay. Um, so letters, words, sentences, even um, mm-hmm. imaginals are big with this one because of the fact that, you know, there's some subtypes we can't just be like, oh, just go do that thing because right. we don't want you to do that thing. And it's totally illegal and totally not a good thing.
0: Right. And I don't mean, even that. with other things, uh, like, yeah.
1: Like, don't, don't kill do somebody. That. Don't Right. Like, we don't, don't want, want you doing that.
0: And you don't want to do that, right? Right. Like, that's the thing. Of course. Like, we already know, know that. that. Right. So, yeah.
1: So where were we? So where were we? We were talking about imaginals, which can yes. be really, they're like, you know, the top, one of the top tiers of this one. Yes, I mean, sure. if it's paired with being around the child or just being around the child, depending on the person, I guess. Um,
0: yeah, and certainly mixing the in vivo and the imaginal here, to your point, it does sort of really amp up the the level of anxiety significantly for people doing this. I also think that doing mini imaginals, like little exposure reminders, like sentences and phrases um, can be helpful in this. Yeah. You know, the, the idea is to have the, the thought come in and not take the bait. And so you can just, or just go straight to the source and be like, yep, maybe yeah. I
1: want that. Cool. 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 Thank you.
0: Cool. All right. And then moving on.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I'll have clients do, um, a timer on their phone with stuff like this and have their picture, a picture come up. It's like their cue, to mm-hmm. go look at an image and sit with it for X yep. amount of time or any, whatever it is, but to look at it and resist compulse, compulsive behavior. Yep. Um, but that can also be just setting your alarm to a specific word, right? Yep. Um, or even a
0: letter, back to your point,
1: especially because yeah. people
0: are so concerned about some of these words popping up on their phones because, you know, it's it's difficult to explain why Words like molester are popping up on your phone. Right,
1: right, right. Exactly. Um, what's another? Um, pairing groinal responses with an exposure is always a good one. Yep. Um, and what I yep. mean by good is not that it's fun. I know you guys don't want to do that. It's anxiety provoking, but I mean it's a really helpful way right. of targeting the obsession.
0: Right and then because you're doing the thing that scares you and then you're you're tolerating the uncertainty around that as opposed to all the other times when when you're like oh i got to figure this out also i think that brings up a good point which is that a lot of the work here as with much of piro is Sort of passive exposure work because there are plant there are exposures that are popping up all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. All the time. And that the response prevention is the most important piece and element
1: here. As with all. Uh, something just popped up that reminded me too mm-hmm. in the chat is that um, another compulsion I see, which could possibly be triggering of other people in here. So I want to address it, is that when somebody sees somebody that's a minor in, mm-hmm. in in a group of any sort, it could be like an online game, it could be just like a blog post with people making comments, they just abort mission right away. They're like, oh, because of this preemptive strike that somehow you are a dangerous person and can't control yourself or you might black out or you might do something inappropriate or say something inappropriate right. to this minor. Right. So if that's happening, please stay because yeah. it's a great exposure. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I I love that you brought that up because I, I think that so much of, of social media can become an exposure, especially with this subtype, because yes. you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and you see family pictures of friends and you're on TikTok and there are people of all ages making TikToks and, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't, I I can't even look at that person. Right. Um, so,
1: well, and the reality is, is like a sixteen-year-old looks like a twenty-five-year-old, but that's separate. Well, conversation
0: is it is it worth integrating into this? Sure. We, yeah, we. Can. I mean, it, we I, can touch on it. I think that one of, one of the things that is challenging is that it, bodies develop right at a at ages that are that are not that it's not legal, right, to ha- to have any sort of sexual contact with somebody under the age of 18 as well it should be, right? Like I'm right. wholeheartedly we on board for that. For that. <laughs> yes, but at the same token, I think that to get mad at yourself for acknowledging that somebody is attractive at a certain age and then saying like, oh, well that makes me x um, isn't really fair either because, you know, right. You Somebody may has have breasts,
1: like it's going right. to happen like, right. <laughs> right. I don't exactly. know that they're
0: that age. Right. Exactly. And so I've actually had clients who want to go back and, and try to find the age of people
1: who oh, yes. they've seen oh, on the yes. internet
0: who they're like, Oh, that's an attractive person. Are they of
1: age? Right. Right. Or even people who they're not even attracted to, though, going back to what Mm -hmm. I was saying, which I know we're now steering away from what you were saying because my brain. That's okay. Steer away. um, But somebody who's in, like, a class together with another person and they have to do a group project together, saying, like, college, right, Mm -hmm. where some people might not be 18 yet. and. They will go and look on their social media and see if they're, or they'll ask them indirectly or they'll ask them directly or they'll ask their friends, right? Like they could be somebody they're not even attracted to. Right. That's and they're all like, they yeah,
0: right. And then to your, back to your covert reassurance seeking point of like, oh, so what'd you do for your 18th birthday? Right? Like, uh, <laughs> like sort of sliding give it in. me <laughs> Oh no. No, I'm
1: kidding. Sorry. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> Guys, this is not... I'm just trying to help you call yourselves out if you're doing this. I'm not trying to give you ideas.
1: Right, 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 right. Okay. That's okay. Good. okay. So. I'm in trouble. No, you're not. You're not. They Like, you know, like the other person said earlier, it's like you do kind of know when you're – you mostly oh. know. You always know. Yeah. But I think I early mean, on there's sometimes where there's examples of maybe you're being – you're not totally sure. You're like, shoot, did I just ask mm-hmm. for reassurance there, or inadvertently get it right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so true. It's okay. it's hard, and especially early on. But at the same token, most of the time, as time goes on, you're pretty right. aware. Yeah. So, do we want? And what do you think? Should questions. we get to some questions? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks.
1: So, um. Okay, so I see a lot of people have submitted in the box as well. So let me do my best to try to pull through here. Um,
0: I'm just going to throw it out there too, just as a reminder that if you're asking questions that are not specific to this subtype, we won't address those because we want to try to keep it in line with the topic of today, but we will do our best to um, address all the different
1: subtypes going forward. Um, I don't know if you want me to actually post the question, I'm wondering if I should just ask it.
0: Yeah, maybe you just ask it.
1: Okay. I'm- That's what I thought. Okay, so this is a great question is um how far can you go with this theme when doing imaginal exposures? I'm afraid to go too far. This is a common fear. Mm-hmm. Um so do you want to answer that? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I think
0: it is a common fear that people are worried that they're going to write too much or say too much, and the reality is that it's all make believe. It's all fiction,
1: right? So I don't, I don't know that there is a too far, right? Um, and yeah, I don't want to give too much reassurance, but I will say that is a common uh, fear. Yeah. And it's something we typically, as OCD therapists, do have to overcome no matter what the content is. Um, you know, it's like, well, the the too far, quote unquote, could be a fear of like, oh, now I'm more likely to do it, right? right or as is though... writing this, is something a pedophile would write. Right. Right. So it makes me one. It's like, well, right.
0: not exactly. That's such a good point, though, that throughout treatment, people are afraid that that the exposures, and this is with so many subtypes, uh, are going to make them into the thing that they're afraid of. So yeah. that's a good shout out. I also just want to throw out there, um, is this an often thing? Yes, we do this most Mondays, every most every Monday at 1230 Pacific Standard Time here on Instagram. And we answer questions. And we also have a backlog of of episodes that we've already recorded on both of our pages. So um, there you go. Yes, on the
1: IGTV tab. Yes. Okay. So the next one. Why do sensations... This is a great one. We already kind of addressed it, but let's address it maybe a little further. Why do sensations (laughs) with POCD feel so real and uncontrollable at times? Mm.
0: So well, yeah, the sensation. Uh, sorry, you go. I feel like no, I, please, I feel, no,
1: you go. I was just going to say
0: that the the sensation is real. It's happening. It, it's, it's happening. It's, <laughs> it's not, not made up. <laughs> no, no, and I think that uh, it's it's more about the the thoughts that come along with it are like the fear of it's sort of the interpretation that quote unquote feels real, right. That it has a feeling that, that comes along with it that would suggest to one that it's uh, egocentric. Yeah, exactly. That there's,
1: there's something that bolsters that, that concern somehow. Right. It's just like, there's, but there was an association and then it's done. Yeah. So I, I always caution people though. It's
0: not like, first of all, feeling real is not a thing. Although there, there, there are, you can have a feeling that's associated with a thought that
1: lends credence to the thought. Right. You know what I mean? Say it again. I'm sure it's correct. I'm trying to interpret it in. No, um, but I want to make my sure my very that it's... slow 2.0 DOS dial up computer mm. brain
0: nobody's going to get what that is. Okay. So, um, no, uh, so what I was saying is that something can't feel real. Like real is not a feeling sad is a feeling anxious is a feeling. Um, but real is not a feeling. So what, what, when you say it feels real, what you're saying is I'm having a thought that comes with an emotional experience. Um, that is convincing to me, right? It, right. It, that, that leads me. So I have this thought, it comes with this big fear response. And that fear response is, uh, leads me to believe that this thought is important or real.
1: Right. So another example of that might be, I feel like I can't do it. Or well, right. actually you're exactly. feeling anxious, right? Right? right. And, and that I can't believe convincing a story. you. Yeah, it's convincing you that you can't. Right. Exactly.
0: But really, that's just a, a bogus narrative that you don't need to pay attention to.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully we answered that, Guy. Um, and the reason why it feels, you know, or that it comes off, I assume that uncontrollable, it feels uncontrollable. Is because of what we had mentioned earlier with um, groinal response. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it, it, the fear is so convincing. Uh, it, it, like it, I, I totally understand. I don't mean to um, suggest that I don't know what people mean when they say they feel real or it feels real. Uh, but I, ultimately, I think that it, it does feel very convincing at times. It's and it it can feel very scary, right?
1: Exactly. I don't think you came across like that at all, by the way. Oh, good. That's awesome. Um, for a little reassurance there. (laughs) (laughs) A little reassurance on your Monday afternoon. Well, there you go. Um,
0: Yes. Sorry. Just somebody who just said thought, action, fusion, or emotional reasoning might be a factor. Emotional reasoning is it feels real. That's, that is exactly what we're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm glad that resonated. So someone discussed, um, basically explaining this to your family and mm. loved ones. A few people, I think three people submitted. How do you explain this to a family member. And then another person wrote more specifically, how do I explain it to somebody in terms of like, now it's become an exposure, right? Yeah, of course. And I think in particular, this theme is pretty tricky when you're explaining it because there's a lot of trust that needs to go on in terms of you as a sufferer, trusting that person to actually hear you out and understand what's going on. Right. Because people hear the P word and they go like, oh, okay,
0: whoa. You know, yeah. like the, that's, that's the concern. And, and the reality is that, that there is,
1: there's some truth to that. So I agree
0: with what yes. you're saying about
1: the trust for sure. And also, you know, it doesn't really, no matter the content. Okay. You don't have to be forced to explain something if you're not ready to. Like they don't mm-hmm. force vulnerability. I think there's this false notion out there in the OCD life, the OCD community. Not, not necessarily like everybody, but I do hear it a lot. It's like the, this comes up as a question a lot. It's like, well, you don't have to tell them what you're suffering with. You can say I have OCD and I'm having a hard day. And in a yeah. lot of ways there's – there can be a lot of compulsivity around sharing it. Right. So lots of reassurance, like, you know, my content, I can tell you everything it's, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of reassurance given in something like that.
0: No, you're so right. And that, I think that's the sort of double-edged sword to your point of, of sharing it. And so there, there can be benefits to sticking with, I have OCD, this is how it works. I have these thoughts. I worry that, uh, I perhaps might really like these thoughts. And so I try to make sure. And so you can speak to the process when you're having that happen and say like, I need to tolerate uncertainty right now. Can you help me tolerate uncertainty?
1: Yep. Exactly.
0: But I, I think in terms of One of the things that can be helpful, there are so many resources out there now that talk specifically about this, So finding an article that's about POCD or a couple of articles and printing them off and maybe Mm -hmm. uh, handing them a book like uh, John Hirschfield's book, When a Family Member Has OCD. Um, there There are a lot of resources to help people understand what OCD is so that, you know, they don't, that you make every possible you take every possible step to help people
1: understand what this thing is. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just to speak pretty like in a bigger picture is that if we're looking at shame, which shame came up in the questions as well. Mm. Um, you know, like the anecdote to shame is vulnerability as Brene Brown would say. And, that means disclosing or talking about certain stuff. So I certainly don't want to condone that, right? I don't want to, um, yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is that it's a fine line. I've had a client where they've wanted to share with their family member because they feel so alone and they have so much shame related to it. So part of their exposure was doing that once they were in a place where they felt comfortable enough right to talk about content to talk about what ocd is like that they were they felt safe enough right and they felt knowledgeable enough on it yep so yep. it can be a great vulnerability exposure done with the right people right just like with anything in life we don't want to overshare with a stranger like that's right. not no don't do that <laughs> don't. Don't do that. I mean, even <laughs> Brene Brown would agree with you, I think. Yeah, and I the think
0: vulnerability it, hangover she talks about, which is exactly it, totally. That. It's so true. And I think being judicious in, in what you disclose <laughs> and who you disclose to is, is an important part of that process. And I think what you're speaking to is that it's important to find a middle ground there. And it's not like you have to share your content with everybody or anybody, depending on, you know, it, it's it's such a personal
1: thing. It is. It really is. And yeah. to be quite, if to be totally transparent, there's some stuff that I only tell Lauren, for example, I'm really lucky because, you know, my best friend happens to be an OCD therapist. <laughs> like I feel like very, that's a big deal. Like that's, a yeah. that's kind of can be a game changer in terms of recovery. And there's some things I like, I could never share with my family. I couldn't, there's no way I'm not going to do that because I'm not willing to feel vulnerable with those people. Not that I don't love them, but there's just some things I want to keep private. So I know we're going into a different direction, but I thought I'd be transparent. No. And I,
0: I think that, thank you, first of all, and I feel the same way. And I do think that that's obviously not everybody watching this can, can become best friends with an OCD specialist, <laughs> but, um, but I do think that there's, there's such tremendous benefit to finding peers who, there who do understand. Big and, deal. and even if you're not an expert that, that you can support each other with what what, you know, which probably is a lot given your lived experience.
1: So, um,
0: I yeah. do love
1: the idea of people in my treatment to connect with other people who have OCD. Mm-hmm. I really think well, that that's a huge step in the right direction.
0: I agree. And I, I just want to call out because earlier in in this you said OCD sponsor. I'm just going to explain that to people real briefly. Is that we sometimes refer to each other as that because I also am uh, in recovery from alcoholism and have extensive experience in 12-step and sponsorship is a thing. So uh, usually you don't have a sponsor who you also sponsor, but 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 that's that whole thing is like using peer support and leaning on each other in recovery. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Um, one thing I did want to b- point out, because something you said reminded me of it, is that when you're doing exposure work, a lot of people feel tremendously guilty. Why is tremendous the word of the, the day? Know, but, but probably because um, I did it. Did you Blame not? everything on me. No, I, I Keep going. refuse. So um, g- it, very, very uh, guilty, though. And the sense that, like, well, I can't go to a park and hang out with kids. That's me using kids as my expo, you know, as my exposure right. therapy. And I'm like, that's wrong. And, and I, I think such a good that, point. yeah, it's one of those, those things that it, there's, you're not doing anything wrong. You're hanging out mm. at a park, right? Like <laughs> it's nothing. It's fine.
1: Right. It's okay. We're going to go do it. In fact, if I, so I don't have it, like I don't have this content per se, but yeah. it definitely can, if I sit on it long enough, like I've said before in any content, I'm sure my brain will be like, all right, this is now your new thing. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> You're now the proud owner of this type those- of, a <laughs> of a Chevy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what was I saying? If I go Sorry. to the park without my daughter, okay. Yes. Yep. I get paranoid Mm. and I'm an OCD therapist who's done exposures at parks. Like that's the level of which society and, you know, this taboo topic is, I think, so powerful. So yes, your therapist can absolutely, you know, have you go sit at a park by yourself. And sometimes I'll just do it just to kind of keep myself on my toes a little. Yeah, just, just got to keep, keep Don't it. get too comfortable, ring <laughs> because I'm yeah. coming for you, girl.
0: <laughs> girl, I'm going to get you so hard. Keep um, you in check. Truth, truth talk. Uh, but I digress. What about uh, other questions? Cause I think we have more, don't we?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. We're running out of time, too. Okay. No, um,
0: that's okay. We started riffing. I think riffing is good, too, hopefully.
1: Love riffing. Love a good riff. Um, a lot of mental compulsion stuff. Okay, someone talked about um, how would you define false attraction? I assume what, and it's in quotes, false attraction. I assume they mean groinal response, unless there's something I don't.
0: No, that sounds right to me. Okay, I imagine so.
1: We've addressed that. But remember,
0: I, I think here's one, one thing too, to false, this idea of false attraction, if I'm understanding it, it's almost like you want to definitively say that it's false. And I think that that's not the point of treatment. The point of treatment is not to decide definitively that you are not this thing. It is to learn how to live with this uncomfortable question, lingering and unresolved and unanswered.
1: Right. Yes. Exactly. We want to, like, the uncertainty is, the actual uncertainty is, I may or may not be a pedophile. That's what it comes down to. We have to actually take measurable steps in terms of exposure work to get you closer to risking whatever you think is risky, right? Like, going to the park. Like, yeah, everyone knows pedophiles are at the park. Right. Like, come on. Duh. Duh. I know. Right. And they, yeah, it's just like, and they change diapers too. Of course. Yeah. yeah, Only them. only only them them that do that. No (laughs) other human does it. Nope. Nope.
0: Definitely no other human. No other
1: human looks in that area or (laughs) right. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm digressing. What was the question? Okay. We didn't have a question yet. The false attraction thing. Right. Right. Um, A lot of people are asking about medication. Um, You want to go ahead and while I'm looking through this? Yeah, we can't really speak to medication just because
0: we're not psychiatrists. So we can speak about research and what we know from from that vantage point in terms of what's generally done, but we can't speak to specifics or give any sort of direct advice either. Generally speaking, right, I can sort of speak to what the research says, can I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So generally speaking, research shows that a class of antidepressant medication known as selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors or SSRIs uh, can be effective in, in the treatment of OCD, uh, although they certainly aren't the only types of medications that people are prescribed.
1: Yes, Great response. Um, Thank you. so this person says I struggle with POCD and worrying I'm pedophile because I believe that my younger brother, younger, um, cuts off here, oh. but I hate that. Let's see if there's a second one that leads. Okay. It says, does finding them attractive, make you one? Okay. So that's definitely a direct reassurance question. Um, and I'm sorry that you're having to go through this. That's a really, um, it's really painful. And I can imagine living in the same household would be, you know, you can't avoid it essentially.
0: Yeah.
1: Or you're a prisoner in your own home. Right. So you're not alone. Let's start with the most important part there. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. And I I think the other thing that's really important to address is that the the line is action, right? The line is is. action. So if you have a plan to take action, and to do something on those lines, seek help, right? Seek somebody to support you. In, in this, because, and you know, because if, if you're trying to determine not to trigger everybody, but obviously there are some people who do make plans to harm children. But this person was
1: very clear about that. Not.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. And like I said, I don't mean to trigger everybody and I, uh, you know, it's more an acknowledgement that if you're not, if you're not taking that action, then, or planning to take that action, then there's nothing to be done.
1: Right? And and your imaginal doesn't count as a plan, folks. Just in no. case you were no <laughs> OCD was trying to
0: J I C you were wondering. <laughs> um, it's not. It's not.
1: Um yeah. So um yeah, so we I can... think... Yeah, I Go think ahead. that's you answered the question really.
0: Well, I think I think we both did, man. I think. <laughs>
1: So, um, I think the rest are more around, so there is a, there are a lot of questions around, um, sexual orientation OCD. I have like five of them. So Mm -hmm. I would just say with that, where we could maybe briefly touch on that where there's an overlap, but we actually have, um, a past, yeah, live that's been recorded on Instagram TV on our channel. Mm -hmm purely OCD and you can find sexual orientation there and relationship OCD there, which is what Mm -hmm. has been pop been popping up. And we maybe have a few minutes to address that in terms of POCD. Yeah. What 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 are your thoughts in terms of um well some people that I've treated in the past, maybe this is just a one off thing, but where they identify as heterosexual and um, their, you know, their OCD is like, well, what if you like the opposite um, sex
0: right. child, right? Like, right. what does that
1: mean about your sexuality? And what does it mean about the fact that maybe you're a pedophile?
0: Right. 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 Absolutely. No, that's such a good point. And that does come up. The Yeah. Well said. I don't know that I have anything to add to that. Yeah. 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 It's and pretty much so there it. is, and I, I think in terms of other overlap, the sort of, and I think that it comes up in all of the all three of the subtypes that you mentioned: the ROCD, the sexual orientation OCD, the POCD, um, is the the checking and trying to determine good levels of attraction. Groinals,
1: the good old groinal. They're mm-hmm. there when you don't want them, and they're missing <laughs> when you want them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, um, what else? I mm-hmm. think that that's probably it. Um, yeah. This person mentioned feeling really guilty when they're around kids. I just want to address that before we wrap up. Cause I think we're actually, I didn't set a timer. I think we're over an hour.
0: Um, Are we? Oh
1: dear. Yeah. So aren't we? No, we're close. I think. Okay. Um, that's normal. right? Like that's a normal response because you're sitting there having these intrusive images and thoughts and so your brain's like what is going on why it's very conflicting right so um treat the guilt like it's an exposure to like it's anxiety right we're sitting with it sitting with the guilt and not buying into it that you should feel guilty for these thoughts you cannot control your intrusive thoughts right
0: Right. Absolutely. I, I think that embracing guilt, like you would embrace anxiety because part of the narrative uh, that your mind might go to is you're in denial, that you know, you're not, you're ignoring important signs, right? Like all of these sort of, sort of worry thoughts are going to uh, jump in on, on the coattails of this. And so ignoring them is going to feel both irresponsible and guilt provoking. <laughs> and right. so part of exposure work is is saying, yep, I'm just going to kick the can down the road. I'm just going to be totally responsible. I'm going to miss the thing. Oh, well. Right. And I know I, I say that with a level of casualness, but also I know the the sort of the feeling of the bubbling up of, oh my God, there's the anxiety, Right. It's scary. It's scary yeah, to ignore the, the sense that perhaps you're ignoring something very, very important. And that's at the, at the sort of core of all of this though.
1: Yes, exactly. It actually feels yeah. like life and death.
0: It does. Yeah. It is. It does. So, um, so you all oh. are so brave. You are so brave. And I really, I just want to say thank you because somebody just said, thank you for letting us laugh a little and take some of the painful taboo out of having this disorder. Um, We really, uh, yeah, that's that's exactly what we're trying to do to some degree and and help people to know that they're not alone because none of you Mm are right. There are so many Mm -hmm. people out there and, and it's
1: important to learn how to laugh. It is, it is. Life's really, really painful sometimes, so we got to laugh. At some point, we yeah. have to be like, all right, you know what? Let's just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, Enough. for real? Really? Really,
1: brah? we doing this? Right. Cool. Really?
0: Cool, 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 I don't know why. Cool, 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 cool. It's cool, kind of cool, a lot cool, for me. Cool. Um, thank you so much for joining us, you guys, and for being brave and for asking your questions. And, um, yeah, we'll see you on the flip side, I
1: suppose. We will. On We'll see you on the other side of... 2020 which is 2021
0: yeah see you 2021 guys
1: love you all guys including you friend and including you okay Okay. see you later bye thanks for joining us just as a reminder this podcast is not therapy nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD.
0: If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you would like to hear. We
1: want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD.